Bienvenue à l'Hôtel Le Plaza, Bruxelles. Podcast. Welcome for a new recording session of our HR Meetup podcast, a project sponsored by Hotel Le Plaza in Brussels, Transforma Brussels, a co-working space and innovation center, and the Podcast Factory. I have today as my guest Lenka Gračkova. She is a certified coach, busy on some very interesting projects. But before going into that interesting project, Lenka, I would like to have a view on who are you? What was your child's dream and what are you doing today? Tell me everything. Okay. Hi. Uh, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello, everybody. So, well, as a child, mm -hmm. I really like to read. I, I really, I was reading all the time the books and I was excited about uh, people's lives and adventures and dreams and uh, how they coped uh, with the challenges to achieve their dreams. And uh, my, my dream was to be a, a librarian so that I could read all the time the books <laughs> and all the new books. So not to work, but to read books. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and um, but you know, it's really imaginary world and uh, the real world is much more exciting. So so I decided to rather live exciting and adventurous life. And I studied international trade because I wanted to uh, spend more time abroad. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the international trade was quite a challenge for me because I was a little bit shy and, and reserved person. So after I graduated, I was, I was thinking, well, what, what shall I do now? I, I studied international trade, but I, I don't know. I, I, I can't do it. I can't do this job. So I will have to find uh, the right job for me, a different job. So I was looking for the right job mm -hmm. and kind of had a dream job to work for L'Oreal in marketing, which L'Oreal? L'Oreal, yes, mm. yes. So and, and in the end, I, I got the job there. <laughs> But soon the, the dream job turned into, into the nightmare. And after mm -hmm. one year, I, I finished there and I, I did logistics and... Why was it a nightmare? It was, if you want to talk. Yes, about it. of course. It was a nightmare because it was too challenging for me. I didn't have the skills to do the job, and I didn't know how to cope with it. You were like young, or I was just after graduation, okay. and I was not, I think, proactive. And I was really, I think, the problem was I was, I wanted to put myself in the box, which was attributed to me. And I didn't want mm. to go out from the box. I finished. I stopped. I stopped there and went to logistics, which was quite interesting for me. It was a lot of uh, contacts with uh, people, with customers, with carriers. And I think I really enjoyed that job. It looked like the right job for me. But then I was missing some challenges and decided to, to, to study MBA in mm. Belgium. I always wanted to have my own business, my own company, and uh, I was looking for the ways how to how to do it because my family, in my family, we we were never entrepreneurial, and uh, I didn't know how to do that. So I thought, yeah, I will go to Belgium, I will study there, and uh, hopefully after the MBA, I will know what I could do as as a job. So you came to Belgium later. I came to Belgium in 2007. And you come from? And I come from Czech Republic. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't no, mention it's okay, that. it's okay. Yeah. So after MBA, I somehow reflected what to do because I still had my dream to have my own company. 
but felt not yet capable mm-hmm. of doing it. And I got offered a job in sales uh, for a chemical company, which I was absolutely sure it was not the right job for me, but I still went for it. And the reason why I went for it was because I wanted to learn sales. I thought if I want to do my own business one day, I need to be able to... It was like a missing uh, skill. It was so like you... a missing yeah. skill mm-hmm. and I took the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And actually at the beginning, I felt almost like back in Laurel. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to fail again like mm-hmm. this. And I was looking for some solutions. And in the end, I asked for help. Mm-hmm. I I was I was being coached and basically my my personal objective that time was just to start enjoying my work again. Mm-hmm. I was not sure if I wanted to stay in the job or if I wanted to leave, but really the objective was I want to start enjoying my job again. Uh, kind of during the process it took a couple of months I realized that I really want to stay in the job because I really want to learn sales and the reason why I don't enjoy the job is because I'm missing the skills and uh, until I I learn I feel comfortable mm-hmm. with sales I, I cannot enjoy the job but I felt a little bit trapped in the situation because I was taking care of the customers which were international and the headquarters were in US So all the decisions and uh, all the negotiations, all the important strategic stuff was done in US. So I I felt like I had no opportunity to mm. learn what I needed to learn. But uh, with the coach, I kind of find opportunities, how mm-hmm. to learn, how to grow, how to become more pro- proactive. I started changing things. I started doing things differently and uh, after a couple of months I realized that even though I still have my my customers the same customers nothing changed I really like my job mm. I really started enjoying nice. my job mm-hmm. you took the challenge and you win yeah mm-hmm. and what was really excellent in the end I got a customer which was European based because mm-hmm. my manager noticed I changed I could do, I could pick up the challenge and uh, finally I could do what I really wanted to do. So kind of that's uh, that's introduction to what I am doing because mm-hmm. I I really enjoy when, when people, uh, despite the constraints they have in their current job, manage to find uh, ways how to enjoy their job again. So you're working actively with people who lost joy in their jobs? I work with people who are um, either having new new roles, new mm-hmm. responsibilities, and they are challenging. So it's obviously it impacts the yeah, the employee, the, the the way how we perceive our job. For example, I was working with a person, a scientific person who really loved his job and he needed to start going to the conferences and network. And it was a big challenge for him. So it was obvious that he this could impact his kind of job satisfaction mm-hmm. because it was too big stretch and he didn't enjoy it. And together when we worked, he step by step developed his own technique, how to network and enjoy going to the 
conferences and enjoy this part of the job. You coach that side, the, the employees, but you also coach companies? Well, my, my project, yeah, thank you for this question. Mm -hmm. My project is coming from the idea or from the thought that companies, when they go through a big change, people often get disconnected from their uh, professional objectives. They lose a little bit the passion and they, there is also certain loss of productivity and sometimes they don't see the way out because mm -hmm. it can They're happen like that they are trapped. Mm -hmm. they, they can be put in a position that doesn't feel right for them or they can be asked to do things they don't, that don't feel right to them. So a big change could be reorganization? It could be or... reorganization. It could be also acquisition from another company. Mm -hmm. So accepting different culture as well. But, but I mean, it, it's always like a situation the employee didn't choose himself. It's like the company decides on a big change, restructuration and decide you employee A, you go in that function and then like The employee is not satisfied, he doesn't oh, understand. Yes. It's a bit like that? Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. It's like that. At the same time, it doesn't have to be negative mm -hmm. because with the changes, there are also opportunities for, for the employees. Right? Sometimes they so, don't see but, it. But the opportunities can be challenging as well. And when the challenge is too big, it can impact the motivation. Mm -hmm. So the way how, how I approach it, my vision is that companies are giving too much objectives to, to their employees that might not be speaking to them. And the way how I approach it is that I work with the employees in a way that they can define their own true inspiring objectives mm -hmm. in their work and work, take actions towards them. So maybe I'll, I'll give an example. When I was doing sales, my one of my objectives was to do my work in six hours, not in eight hours a day, because I, I felt that there were, yeah, I was wasting a lot of time and I could be much more efficient. So I worked on this objective. And I actually discovered that I was just postponing solutions or I was postponing to act on the problems which I didn't know how to solve. So then I wasted my time just thinking about how to solve a problem. And instead, I developed a technique that uh, every time I, I get a new problem, which I don't know how to solve, I will just try to think with whom I could talk, how I could just move it forward. And... So in that way, I became really efficient and I was, I really became a problem killer. I never did my work in six hours. I did it in eight hours, but it was more enjoyable. It was more fun. I, I was even looking forward to having problems because, okay, I can talk to other people and I can have fun and find solutions and, and feel happy. That's how, how it works when I can, or the other person can connect To, to, to his or her own personal mm -hmm. objectives. If I understood it well, you are like a coach for the two parties, huh? employees and the company. Actually, I am coach for the employees. Uh, but it's a company that contacts you. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So tell us a bit, uh, how does it work? The company contacts you when they know, okay, we are going to do major changes in our organization. 
for example? No, actually, no. No. I would have to contact them. I would have to sell myself. When I know that the company is going through a significant change, I contact them and I explain them my, my approach and also the consequences which can happen because one of the big consequences of the changes and especially of integration is that key people are leaving the company. I work usually with the companies who want to keep their key people, experts, scientists, engineers. And then I get a list of people with whom I should work. I made first a workshop where I explain how to work, how we will work together. And it's always individual work. So after the workshop, I schedule a first session. With, with each person, we discuss what, what could be the objectives, what the person would like to achieve at the end of the program. And I also give them a questionnaire, which is judging their level of motivation, how they are passionate about work, anything that uh, judges how they are happy, how they are willing to, how much they are willing to, to stay in the company, how it is meaningful for them and so, and so on. And so the work usually takes from three to, to six months. And, and at the end of the work, we, we do again, I give them again questionnaire where they evaluate the current situation and they evaluate also how my work impacted the change in the evaluation. I work individually because I am convinced that every person is, is different, every person has different needs and, and desires. I work either in the companies or if it's an individual who wants to uh, bring passion back in, mm -hmm. in his or her job and is based in Belgium, we can meet. Or usually I work over Skype, actually. Mm -hmm. I really okay. want to develop the, the practice remotely. Mm -hmm. and, and it's based on, on what uh, coaching methods? The coaching method I use is brain-based coaching mm -hmm. from Neuro, Neuro Leadership Group. Mm -hmm. So it's based on the latest research in neuroscience. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, it connects uh, thoughts with emotions mm -hmm. and actions. Okay. It's, it's very good because it also allows behavioral change. Our behavior is very much based on different habits mm -hmm. we have. So what I really like is to work on different habits and finding a different way, a different habit, which is uh, more useful. Usually the best is to have around 12 sessions. It can be either every second week or later on it can be every three weeks because then everybody needs time to do the actions and sometimes it takes time. What, I, what is important about coaching is actually learning from the actions uh, because we often tend to do some, some things but rarely think about what we have learned, what we, what we gained, how we can apply it for the future. And usually, yeah, if there is a success, how we can apply success for the future. If there is a failure, what we can do differently so that we, we have more success. So you're, you're working with the, with the high potentials of a company then? Specific competencies, it, it depends. It depends what's the definition of high potentials mm -hmm. because sometimes I have a feeling that high potentials are people who should grow more into managerial positions. Mm -hmm. But what I am interested in working in people who 
our experts in their key field. people key to people for the business continuity for the bus- yeah yeah okay absolutely okay that's clear mm-hmm. and and how do you measure or evaluate the results do you do an, an, an evaluation afterward yes so in terms of the remotivation so if, if we speak about remotivation so i mm-hmm. use the questionnaire mm-hmm. at the beginning and at the end and for the employee individually at the end of the uh, coaching program we have a session where we map the whole journey mm-hmm. uh, which the person has gone through what uh, what he or she learned how it was and uh, what it means for the future as well because the most important is to use the use learnings to to cope with the challenges in the future what is like a success story for you maybe you have like a an experience with a coaching that was really particular and and was like a success for you it's probably not success but it's very interesting because mm-hmm. i worked with a couple of people who wanted to change their mm-hmm. jobs And what I found amazing was that going through the process, they discovered that actually they could do little changes in their job and they realized that their job was actually very good. So they, in the end, they stayed in the company. So that's like a success for the company. That's a success (laughs) for the company Mm -hmm. and also for the person, Mm. because sometimes when we are in the situation that we don't like, we just want to escape. Mm-hmm. And the easiest escape is to just quit the job. There is also another way how to go around and mm-hmm. and see if we can cope with it it's uh, in a different way. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. What kind of companies do you work with now? So I'm currently looking for companies because it's really a very new project. So far, I was working with individuals. I'm looking for companies who have acquired other companies to increase their innovation inside the company. So really, my target companies are those who want to keep the the potential, yeah. the key people the in key their people. company. Mm-hmm. Where can we find you, Lenka? My website is www.challenging-goals.com and I am based, I live close to Nivelle. And I'm very mobile. <laughs> <laughs> and and via Skype. Yeah, obviously via Skype. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much, Lenka. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We have like some standard questions uh, for, for everyone coming to uh, my micro. It's on our main focus uh, subject, HR. W- what is your definition of HR, Lenka? And, and maybe give us a quick view on your vision. I really admire HR people because it's a very challenging role. They need to manage the human resources and keep them happy. And at the same time, they need to make the or keep company happy. And uh, very often the, the, there are conflicts between the objectives of the company and what the employees' mm-hmm. objectives are. So it's, I think it's a very challenging uh, function. What are your, uh, recording your point of view, the main strengths and weaknesses of HR? I think the weaknesses are if HR tries to put a lot of processes in place. And uh, for that, I really like what Netflix does. The only uh, process or the most important decision criteria for people is just to do the best, the best for Netflix nothing else mm-hmm. <laughs> there is no other processes well maybe there are but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the most important decision criteria 
And the strength is, I think, uh, really adjusting, adjusting to the to the to the new generations mm -hmm. because the new generations will work differently. They will also need more freedom in their work and more meaning, mm -hmm. more meaning as well. What is your message to HR people out there? My message is to try and find ways how they can support each individual in the mm -hmm. company in the most effective way. Because sometimes it's so easy to organize a workshop for, for 10 people, but everybody is different. Everybody has different strengths, different weaknesses and different challenges. And with one workshop, it's, it's, it doesn't solve. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's true. Okay. Thank you for your participation, Lenka. Thank you very mm -hmm. much. <laughs> If you too are interested in sharing your passion for work or if you have a particular vision on HR, then please don't be shy and come at my micro. You can find us on our website, hrmeetup.org. Under events, you can find our next recording session and the way to subscribe. Thank you. Podcast. <laughs>